If your steering wheel has more traction than your actual tires, that's a big O no. Thankfully, for all your car's big O no's, there's always a big O yes. Now through February 2nd, buy three, get one free on select sets of four Aspen Touring AS or Mesa AP2 brand tires with paid installation purchase. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Disposal fees extra and up to 10% shop fee based on non-discounted regular retail price not to exceed $35 were permitted. See store for pricing. Eligibility may vary. Not valid with other offers. At participating locations, no cash value. Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl. I repeat, Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl. This is not a drill. The Chiefs are super after beating the Tennessee Titans 35-24 in the AFC Championship game on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. They'll take on the San Francisco 49ers on February 2nd in Miami in Super Bowl 54. It's the Chiefs' first trip to the NFL's ultimate game since winning the AFL Championship in 1969. How did it happen? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Star writers Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and Herbie Teope joined me, Blair Kirkhoff, to break down the victory over the Titans, including Patrick Mahomes' big moment. Oh, there were many. There were many. How the defense handled Derrick Henry and much more. It started as a Facebook Live and now presented as a Sportsbeat KC podcast. Here we go with the first of what will be many discussions of what is now the Chiefs' Super Bowl season. Well, 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 look what we have here. <laughs> um, we got us a Super Bowl team in old Kansas City town tonight for the first time in 50 years. I turn around and look at Arrowhead. There's, there's still confetti on the field. I saw some people doing a confetti angel earlier today. They're pretty happy about, uh, about things. Listen, what a what a day for one of the one of the biggest days in Kansas City sports history today. Kansas City Chiefs defeating the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game, and we are here to talk about it with you. Sam McDowell is here, Herbie Teope, Vahe Gregorian, I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and we want to hear from you and get your feelings about uh, today in uh, in the Chiefs, and maybe we'll take a little look ahead to the. Um, to the matchup in the Super Bowl, but before we before we talk about what this means and in the, in the moment for the Chiefs, City, for Andy Reid, for Patrick Mahomes, let's talk about the game a little bit. Let's just get into the game, and it's ten nothing Titans right off right off the bat, and seventeen to seven Titans. The Titans score on their first three possessions. Right, seen it before with these Chiefs. 24 to nothing last week down to the Texans, 14 to nothing to the Patriots in the AFC title game last year. Were you confident that the Chiefs would come back? Yes. You were at 17 <laughs> at 10 nothing and 17 to 7, you were confident they would come back. I, I I was pretty confident because of what we saw last week. And granted I was I was a little concerned coming into this game because I thought it it would be a lot closer than what a lot of the pundits thought, but what we saw last week with Patrick Mahomes and this offense and that defense, they were able to flip a switch. And so all I was waiting for was, where is that game-changing play? And lo and behold, Patrick Mahomes happened again for a second straight week. It was just phenomenal to watch what he's able to do. And so, I, yeah, I was confident they were going to come back. Just unanimous here? We were all confident? I, I, I felt like that. I didn't, let's put it this way. I, I didn't feel like I knew, that, knew they would come back, but I didn't really feel concerned they didn't have a chance to come back. I think 17 nothing. you start feeling a little different. 
And yeah, I think if it, that, if it had gotten to 17 nothing. Yeah, if that, if that would have happened. But it, but it didn't get to that. Um, there, there was an interesting question after the Chiefs scored their touchdown, the first touchdown, to me, that Tennessee scored again right away. And so that one of the things that happened with, with uh, <clears throat> the Texans last week was that number didn't change. The Chiefs kept getting closer and closer, and it didn't change. In right. this case, it, they upped the ante after the Chiefs started scoring, but it, it didn't matter, and, and the, it was remarkably similar sense of how it played out in the first half to have a, you know, have a, a lead achieved by late in the first half after falling into a little hole early. Yeah, to, to me, the reason I, I thought they would come back was because the way that the game had unfolded was, was similar to last week in this manner, which is that some things had gone against them that I did not feel would be repeated. That They gave up seven extra points because of Chris Jones offside. Because um, you pin the Titans on third and five. You got to feel pretty good about that with the way they they prefer to move the ball on the ground. And then the, the second drive, I, I still don't think that's pass interference. It may have been holding, but the fact that it was pass interference, I, it's the first time ever since the NFL invented this rule that I've said you should challenge that. Um, and I wondered what they would have called that because it was holding, but they called pass interference. And once the ball was released, there was no contact. Um, so I didn't feel like that was going to be a, a repeated mistake. So, and then the, Travis Kelsey dropped a third down pass was the only way the Titans got the Chiefs off the field. So I, I think you could sense early on from the first couple drives that the Chiefs weren't going to have a problem moving the football today. Yeah, but didn't we all kind of agree that this is the one opponent that you couldn't fall behind on, not two scores at least? I mean, not with Derrick Henry, not with uh, the, the play-action ability of this team. This is the team you did not want to be chasing. So how did the Chiefs get back into this thing? Well, to that point, real quick, too, Tannehill, <clears throat> we all know they couldn't throw, didn't throw for 100 yards in the first two playoff games, threw for 100 in the just after the first quarter. 120 in the first half. Yeah, and so obviously they, they Play action had, was working? It was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all they were running. It was play action and handoffs. Every passing play, except for, for some reason, they emptied the backfield on third and two. But every passing play was play action, and it fooled the Chiefs for, for a few plays. It, I think what happened, I don't, I don't know if this is a good way to phrase it, but it, you know, it, it just the inevitable force of the Chiefs' offense just suddenly exerted itself in a way that, that – I, I think, I think at halftime you, you went in thinking that the Chiefs have this game. I, I thought that. I thought, I thought so too. Four point game. The, yeah. but, but you're absolutely right. I like the way you phrase that. You know, just the offense. You, I didn't feel at all today that the Titans were going to get stops, and I felt like the Chiefs eventually would get some stops. I'll tell you what. I I, I just thought, man, was Kel, was it Kelsey that dropped the ball in the first? You know, yeah. 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 the first possession. Yeah. Same thing as last week. Say, exactly. Same as last week. I thought, where's the concentration? The one thing that they can't do is start like uh, like they did last week. And and then Tyreek Hill drops a ball in the first possession of the third quarter, a first yeah. down. And I thought, yeah. I don't know. Do they have it? Are they going to keep their, you know, keep it going? But, well, look. But look, that was the moment, right? If the Titans were going to get back in it. Yes. Like, I say get back in it. They're only down yeah. four. But if they were going to make their claim, I think that was it, right? You felt like we, there's, there's there was a, a little chance we could have highlighted that play. Yeah, yeah, there was. And I don't remember exactly what the next uh, series was for the Titans, but they, they obviously didn't score a touchdown. You're talking about the, the one of those. After six. after Tyree Kills drop or in the, in the th- open the third quarter. Okay, then but but then the Chiefs forced a Titans punt, and well, then, then the Chiefs turned, turned around and, and scored to, to make it twenty eight seventeen. Well, look, Patrick Mahomes, he's a, he's a nice player. He's all right. Yeah, he's, he's, he's okay. He's, um, you know, he's, he's okay. You're right. He, he's pretty nice. 
a thing I got thinking about him was, and I guess we've all thought this in some other form, one way or another, right? But every time you think you're sort of not seeing the ceiling for what he can do, but you're like, the capacity to astonish you is kind of gone because he's just, he can do all these things. And he, then he does this run. And a new, it, to, to that point, it's a, it's a new manner in which he right. surprises you. I mean, yeah. we, we've seen so many wild things that he's done with the jump pass this year, the left-handed pass, obviously, the no-look pass. And it's a new way that, that he's shocking you. And th that run was unbelievable. I, I, I called it in the story I wrote, that was a championship run. I, I thought it was just a, it was a play that was indicative of the moment for him. And, and let's not forget how it ended with him barging through a couple guys at the end. Exactly. And I, I kind of teased him a little in, in the post-game news conference. Said, well, did Andy tell you he wanted to slide? He goes, no, you know, Coach, Coach wants us to be <laughs> ourselves. As long as you make a play with the, I can't remember how he phrased it, but like within the, the, the script of how you're supposed to play football, something to that effect. But it was, it was, it was interesting, right? I, I think a lot of us might have you know, held our breath a little bit when he's thrown himself into the fray like that. Five Titans had a shot at him. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five. And they all missed. And actually six, but there was a, a very plodding defensive lineman who never got close, but he had the angle. He had, he had the absolute angle He'd of Patrick just left him, him in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what, what stood out to me about that play is I, I looked back and Eric Fisher still standing at the line of scrimmage. And of course, the rest of the Chiefs have all rushed Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. And he's got his hands on his head and then on his knees and shaking his head. And he's just like in amazement. And it's like, that's what all of us are up here yeah. doing. I asked Austin Reader about that play in the locker room. I was like, well, what was your reaction to that? And he was like, it's probably going to show up on tape, but he didn't hustle because he said, I thought he stepped out of bounds. <laughs> then when I realized he didn't, he started running down the field. Kind of like what Eric Fisher probably thought, you know? Like, well, There's Patrick, no way in the world he, he stayed in bounds. But yeah, he's, Patrick he's was one of the few who realized, of course, I mean, and he's the one that matters, that that the play was nowhere near over because he saw a little funnel there down the sideline. He, he just kind of got to the sideline and, and realized there was more there that he could shoot for. I don't think anybody could see that from where those guys were. I don't yeah. think they were not hustling. I think they just, you know, were kind of caught off guard. I think Travis Kelsey captured the moment best during his post-game press conference when he says, that's Magic Mahomes. Yeah, that, that, that was complete magic. That's Magic Mahomes. Keep in mind, the, the clock is ticking, right? He scores with yeah. 11 seconds to go. I'm thinking, okay, at some point he's going to just step out of bounds. For the field goal, and, yeah. Yeah, or you know, they'll take one shot at the end zone and then bring Butker on to, to tie it up. 11 seconds to go and they take the lead, and that's that's when I felt like now if they lose this game, you've got you've got a play that that'll be talked about forever in Kansas City unless they lose the game. And then it's just a great play that'll live on highlight yeah. reels, but you yeah. won't remember it as a Championship play, as you yeah. call it, a championship run. Um, but when he when he when he made that play, I just thought, wow. And you're absolutely right. Another dimension, different dimension to his game. And we talked about, you know, this week how his his running has yeah. just you know become a variable that teams have to deal with now. And he has been the Chiefs' leading rusher yep. in two playoff games. Yeah. Your quarterback. Yeah. Um, first quarterback to score a rushing touchdown for the Chiefs in a playoff game, and, and Mahomes has done it twice, Did one last, had one last year and, and one this year. What, what, what can't that guy do? Yeah, I, mean, I think to get to the running aspect of this, we're, it, it's, it's hard to know where it derives from, why we're seeing it so much more now. Is it because he's willing to put his body more on the line than maybe you, you want to risk in the regular season? He understands the gravity of the moment. Or was he that you know, affected by his injury midseason? We know he was against the, the Titans because he admitted that, but mm -hmm. we're seeing him look for 
areas to, to run the ball a lot more. And he actually extended plays within the pocket a lot today, too, to where he was looking downfield, looking down, and there was just, just wasn't anything there on that play. He was looking downfield, look, there just wasn't anything there. So he takes off. I, I don't think we saw him do it nearly to the degree of what he's doing it now. And, again, I wonder if it's because he's feeling better or it, it's because he's like, this is the playoffs. I, I just want to win right now. Anything that's kind of unbelievable that's also part of this is that We'd have to look at the numbers exactly, but I, he was much more sort of hobbled late last season than I think we realized, and I, I think it would show up in how much he ran or didn't run last year. It, this, so he's the Mahomes of this playoff, these playoffs, is a, has a different dimension just because of that than he than he would have had last year, which is remarkable to say when he had at least three sort of either aggravations or, or ankle issues, and of course the. Yeah, Apparently, knee. momentarily yeah. devastating knee injury. Yeah. I mean, it, what it, knee injury? Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it's that, of all the things that have fallen the Chiefs' way, there's still. Uh, I just cannot believe that that, that injury was. We that. talked about it. His knee. If your knees are facing twelve o'clock, his knee was facing nine o'clock. You know, that's how twisted his knee was. His kneecap. Yeah. It was that twisted. The reaction from players was like, and we all thought, and I remember in the press box like. Is the, are we witnessing the end of this Chiefs season as we know yeah. it? Yeah. You remember Clark Hunt actually said a couple of days or a couple of weeks afterwards he thought he had suffered a season-ending injury. So that that's, was a worst-case type scenario when that injury happened. And now there's just no indication that he's there is no he's not slowed at all. In fact, he's running better than he's ever I, run. I think we're seeing the best version of him. And I know he I was phenomenal all last year, but I can't recall him playing better than than what he has the past two games against quality opponents, obviously. Yeah. His touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill, not the, not the flip yeah, pass, yeah. the one for eight, but yeah. the, the 20-yard strike to oh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a laser. Hill was covered. It was a, it had good coverage on him, and it just put it in the one spot where you know Hill could reach for it and get it. I, I thought that was a remarkable pass. I honestly still don't understand how a quarterback grips the ball in this cold. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, really, the receivers at least have gloves. But how? I, it's as if it... It's just, you know, 45 degrees and doesn't matter. I, I don't understand. I really don't understand. The oh, that's, a <laughs> that's a story. That's a show. story. Not anymore. <laughs> no, it's right. It's, it's right. It's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, I, went to, I wanted to look up uh, the past box scores and see when the last time the Chiefs played in an environment that was, you know, a temperature that was above, you know, 30 degrees, you know, above <laughs> freezing. It seems like it's been a while. You know, seems like it's been a while. Chicago with, you know, the yeah. last road game. Yeah. Chargers game was cold. Mexico City. Uh, maybe, well, maybe go back. No, because that was actually kind of chilly that night. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. You had to put on a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of chilly. Come on. Um, it's too bad Mellinger's not here to hear you call that chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys might have noticed Sam is not here. He had to go home early tonight. Uh, he's still working on his column, and he's gonna. He said he would. Uh, he'll join us. He'll join us again this week when we uh, talk Chiefs again with uh, with you guys soon. Let's see. Um, you know, Larry Looper, good to good to see you again, and uh, I'm glad you're you're tuning in. We'll we'll get to the 49ers here in a little bit. We've got the game on, you know, here in the in the in the press box, and uh, well, let's wait till it's over before we take a look ahead. So let's um, let's move ahead and, and and talk about the let's take the helicopter view of of this of this game and this occasion. One of the one of the great moments, really, really, you know, for for an organization and a franchise that has had so much misfortune in postseason play, and we, we we've talked about it so many times that you you all know the the games and, and the and the bad luck that the Chiefs have had, 
And now they have this, a Super Bowl appearance, uh, ending 50 years of frustration. There aren't many teams in the NFL that have gone as long as the Chiefs have. Four as long as Stroud, I think. Right, among yeah. teams that were still around then. I think yeah. the Browns, the Lions, and and the Jets. Jets. Jets went the year before. Yep. And yep. so those guys have been Browns and league. Lions have never been. Right. And Browns and Lions were NFL champs in the 50s and the 60s, and uh, just like the Chiefs were in the AFL in the 60s. So Kansas City Chiefs are going to a Super Bowl. I think that 100,000 Kansas City Chiefs fans will try to go to the Super Bowl, <laughs> at least. But I don't know how many tickets are going to end up uh, in, in the hands of Chiefs fans. I think it's good for Chiefs fans that the Packers are probably not going to win tonight. And uh, yeah. they'll be yeah, fighting. They travel 40, well, yep. 49ers fans for for uh, for tickets. So, Vahe, you you've been here for for a few years. You you've seen only the Andy Reid years yeah, in Kansas yeah. City. Yeah, kind of funny, right? They've been they've been terrific years. Yeah. Um, playoffs in all but one, winning records in all of them, but but this was a, this was a pretty special moment for Andy Reid, for the Clark, uh, for the Hunt family. Did yeah. I almost say the Clark family? Yeah. The Hunt family. Not just for the players, but uh, but but for them. All that and and uh, it, it's it's interesting, right? So Andy comes and you, you you get the feeling he's changing the culture, changing everything. They go nine and zero when he starts, but they still have another one of those just crushing playoff losses. Andy's first year, and they've had a couple. So in some ways, you start feeling like okay, things are better, but when are they ever going to get to be what we hope it's going to be for Chiefs fans? What Chiefs fans feel? And then you get Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know if you guys all agree with this, but I but I think we've talked about it enough that we probably all see it the same way. He, even when they didn't make it last year, you felt like that was the opening of a window, not not the closing of one, and that that this this was going to happen. I, I felt like it was going to happen even before they got Patrick, but but to think through like more than I was doing some of the math, more than eighteen thousand days. Uh, Sam McDowell and I both were on separate tracks doing the same thing. 20, 29 quarterbacks in between Len Dawson and... Uh, who started a game who for the Chiefs. Who started a game for the Chiefs between Len Dawson and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Andy's the 12th coach since Hank Stram. Uh, Clark Hunt was four. Doesn't remember being at that Super Bowl. He was, but doesn't um, remember. Yeah, has a photo to prove that he was there. But interestingly to me, Clark's first memory of a Chiefs game was the Christmas Day 1971 Dolphins loss. And I think, in a sense, that's the thing that, that you put behind today, right? It, and the, yeah. the term he used was, we're hoping to blot that out in Miami when we go down there. And I think that's, that's sort of the symmetry of this, right? And, and it, it, you know, he, Clark even acknowledged that, that his mom was kind of uh, giving him an elbow in the ribs, saying, you know, I, I'd kind of like to go to one of these for, for our team before, uh, before well, I still can. <laughs> right. About four years ago, she said that right. to him. So. Right. Um, it, it made for some some color and interesting points in listening to them tonight. And, I'm, of course, we're all thrilled for Andy Reid, who's, I think, just a fundamentally decent guy who's had a, a great coaching career, and um, and this gives him a chance to crown it. Yeah, I saw a moment with Andy Reid, and uh, I was talking to Anthony Sherman in the post-game locker room mm. afterwards, and Andy Reid came up to him. He had just gotten done with his, his post-game press conference and walked in and gave him a hug and said one more. And Anthony Sherman says, yeah, one more for you. And he said, no, no, for, for, for all of us. And he said, no, for you. And just, it was, I know I was standing there, but I still consider that a little bit of a private moment for them, not intended necessarily to be answering reporters' questions. And I thought it was just 
very uh, indicative of just how the players view Andy Reid, for, for them to be considering. I mean, this is the pinnacle of their careers. Yep. And to be thinking about the guy you're yeah. playing for, yeah. I mean, that, that's something, I think. It says a lot about who Andy Reid is and what the players think of him. Sure. Kelsey actually mentioned that, too, at his post-game press conference where he said, hey, I love Andy Reid. Getting to the Super Bowl is, like you said, is, is the dream of every professional player, but they do want to win it for Andy Reid because, as, as Kelsey said, we're tired of the media saying he can't win the big one. You know, hey, we checked the we're box. Just, we didn't say can't, by the way. I didn't. He's I probably didn't. talking about the national We said he has not. That, that is a national-type <laughs> argument or a national-type debate. But he said, hey, we checked the box with the Lamar Hunt trophy. Now we got to check the box one more with the Super Bowl championship. So it is, you know, they do want to win it for the city, but also their head coach. Well, I saw um, Kelsey on Frank Clark's back, just piggybacking into the locker room from where we sat, where we sat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, anybody else see any good, good scenes? That was the best one I saw. What I, w- what I was worried about was that Andy was going to start <coughs> his uh, remarks with, well, listen, up. so Frank had a little back problem, <laughs> uh, but, but he didn't, and I assume that means uh, that was okay. Uh, I did not see much of that. I just saw a lot of, you know, in that area, we, we're sort of set up in the area where the Chiefs come off the field, and we sometimes get interesting glimpses of, of celebrations with some of the fans there, but mostly it was just, you know, this sort of uh, excited yelling type yeah. of thing, I, and maybe some words we can't even use on Facebook Live after dark, <laughs> but but it was, uh, I, I didn't see anything any better than, than what you mentioned, Blair. Colquitt held court for like 40 minutes at, at his locker and answered <laughs> absolutely should. every question. I, th- I thought that was really kind of him. I mean, the, all, all these KC guys that we've been talking about, these big slick guys were in the locker room after yeah, the game. I mean, Paul Rudd was Jamal in there. Charles was in there. Er- er- Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Charles, Charles was in there. Right. I asked Eric Stone Street if he uh, wanted to give a comment, and he was he was very nice and said it, it, he would he would be happy to do it outside the locker room later, but he's in their locker room right now. We didn't get a chance to reconvene, but I, I thought that was – actually, I appreciated how he put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, probably the best scene happened on the podium. You guys all saw it on TV. I just, <laughs> I think I've watched that clip like 60 times now of Travis Kelsey grabbing the mic. And there's so many elements that I catch it each time I watch it. And my favorite is that Jim Nance has no idea what's going on. And the way that Kelsey grabs the mic, Nance's hand is on the mic, and so he has to grab his hand along with it. So he kind of gets yanked, <laughs> yanked with it. And I just, every element of that I just think is hilarious. But uh, so I, I kind of dug into that story behind it. And what prompted me to do that is James Winchester, the long snapper, is coming out of the shower, and you, you can hear him before you can see him. And he's singing the song, the, <laughs> the Beastie Boys song. <laughs> and so somebody says to him, uh, Somebody says, hey, you're singing out loud. And he goes, yeah, blame Travis. <laughs> and so I asked around, and they, they all had, get this song stuck in their head regularly because it, they play it on the speakers here all the time. And they said, I feel like it's our song here. We hear it so often that by the time you go home that day, if we've scored enough points, you hear you get to get stuck in your head. Is this going to come like the St. Louis Blues and Gloria? It could be. It a- <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey said when he grabbed that, when he was first asked the question, he had no idea what he was going to say. That's the best, though. Yeah, that's yeah. the best. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the story that I ended up writing was a year ago when we were sitting in here talking about the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, we were discussing a loss to the Patriots in a shootout, right? Um, 37-31 in overtime. 
And we all know Chiefs never had the ball in the extra period because Patriots won the toss, took it right down and scored. And two days after that game, Bob Sutton was fired. And that started a sequence of events that was orchestrated and with, with purpose and intent. And the defensive staff was basically blown out and veteran players who had logged a lot of great seasons in Kansas City were not brought back. Yeah. And I think Brett Veach and Andy Reid made a statement after the game, and they were um, they knew they had, you know, a Cadillac of a quarterback and an offense that could score with anyone. But they weren't stopping anybody on defense. We saw it late in the in the regular season last year. They were giving up four or five touchdowns a game and having to outscore everybody. Well. Tonight, tonight was the reason they made all the changes, and it paid off. It paid off. And Brett Veach talked about it a little bit in the, um, in, in the post game. So to bringing in Teran Matthew and Frank Clark and Damian Wilson and Brashard Breland and uh, Alex Okafor and Emmanuel Ogba, two guys at ends that didn't play because of injury, they made it a point to change their defense, and they brought in the right guys and they guys with attitude and edge to them, and Frank Clark really has an edge to them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, as we heard tonight. And I, I think this is why the Chiefs are here, or why they're going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to think this offense, as long as they've got the guys that they have, you know, in their primes, though, you know, Hill, Kelsey, and young Mahomes, I think they're going to continue to roll and score. They needed to improve the defense, and that that's what got them. To where they're going. Yeah, yeah, and to, to me, the biggest name is Spagnola. I mean, yep. Steve Spagnola has just—I I think you could argue—he's been their biggest off-season addition. And I know uh, Tyron Matthews been incredible, but we saw a lot of talented guys. I think in the Bob Sutton defense that did not perform the way this defense has performed late season. That I'm not sure could have carried this team to the Super Bowl. And I—they I, I, they made adjustments today. And I, I think what's even more impressive—and and you might have gotten in, into this a little bit. Um, Derrick Henry was a second-half running back. We heard that all yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. That this guy did all of his damage in the second half, and he was held to, to virtually, I don't know. Seven three, yards. Seven, seven yards. Three attempts. Yep, seven, seven yards, yards in the, the second, second half. half. I mean, they, were ma- they made some sort of adjustments, and that's what's been most impressive with these last two weeks is they've struggled early on, and the in-game strategy has changed. And I think that, you know, to your point about the adjustments, my first time around on this beat, with Bob Sutton as defensive coordinator, that, that was always the biggest knock. Why aren't you making the adjustments? Try something new. Yeah, it, yeah. come out of halftime and adjust to what was killing you in that first half. You, you don't have that problem here. Spagnolo does make those adjustments, and, and like you said, with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry was a bad mofo coming into this game. 377 yards against the Patriots and the Ravens. That's an average of 188.5 yards per game. 69 yards today. He was a bad man, but as Frank Clark said, with that edge, <laughs> we're the baddest mofos on the planet. I think yeah, he they said are. M- MFers. Yeah, yeah MFers. Right. We're the baddest and MFers. And that's how he said it, right? He said yeah, MFers. On the planet. Right. Yeah, they, we're they not cleaning that up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Brian, okay. Brian LeBurge uh, says Mike Pinnell <clears throat> was a difference maker, uh, and he's right. I remember Pinnell, they got in mid October yep. and wasn't active for, for the Chiefs game at, uh, at Tennessee. And. Uh, yeah, Daniel uh, Bysinger agrees, and uh, and uh, and says uh, Daniel Sorensen has you know really risen. And you 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 spoke to this that Sorensen's play the second half of the season 
has been really, really good, really solid. I thought, you know, as as well as the defense played today, and uh, and as well they, as well as they defended Derrick Henry, that this that the defensive kind of moment of the game was Sorensen's hit on Ryan Tannehill. You know, when in, in the open field, oh, just, yeah. just knocked him flat. I had to stop right and say, "Who did that?" Got Sorensen. Yep. Rubber beats the road. There were three or four big hits today. Tyron Matthew had had a couple as well. Yes. Yep. And that one, he had one that it looked like he could have hit him much he harder, and it still was hard. <laughs> he yeah. just two inch shows him down. Yeah. It's, we have we have several who are uh, uh, getting us to uh, recognizing Chris Chris Jones' game today. Yes. Back Chris to Jones back plays. Did. Remember that. In that, yeah. in that one series, when he the first the first series that he played from first down Started on, playing every down, right? Every down, down. yeah. Sorry, Blair. No, no. I was yeah. going to say, um, uh, and this after he got off to such a bad start with his with his uh, encroachment penalty that, that kept alive yeah. Tennessee's first scoring um, opportunity. He, he, I asked him after the game if he was. Uh, going to be 100 per- I, I said are you going to be full go for the Super Bowl because even though he did start playing every down he was limited today and he said 1000 percent now that is a guy that, that obviously wants to play and there's not a lot of ways you can really answer that but he was pretty forceful that he, he thinks he'll be full go once the Super Bowl comes you get an extra week bingo so that that's going to be yeah. helpful yep huge okay they do get the extra week and game number 19 approaches 23 if you count the preseason and you don't count the preseason. <laughs> don't count the preseason. Well, did we, we still did we, did we say, did we cover preseason games? <laughs> well, I don't know why, but yeah. count them. <laughs> and we count them. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. count. They count. So um, the long season continues for the Chiefs. Um, let's see. Since Super Bowl four, they played 14 regular season games. It will be the longest season in Chiefs history, right? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, um, in, in terms of number of games played. And it looks like, and they're going to be playing the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, a team with a terrific defense, a really good running game. Um, good play good, call. Really good tight end. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah Kittle's two a best, tight end. Two best tight ends in yeah. football. Met them in the preseason. Did they play him? I can't remember. I think so. Preseason doesn't count. They did, because D, D Ford didn't come back That's right. and play that, that was, that was like, We were looking for So D obviously they'll, they'll, be playing, they'll be playing the guy that, Maybe cost them going to the Super Bowl yep. last year. It's kind of interesting. Yep. Uh, we we have been told uh, that the Chiefs will be a one point favorite. They'll open as a one point favorite against the 49ers. Even though they lost to the 49ers in the preseason, oh, 27 to 17. <laughs> oh. Completing the Chiefs' uh, revenge tour. That's right. <laughs> please write. Please write a column on that. <laughs> what did we learn from that game? But it is interesting, isn't it, that that uh, to get back to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs did have to beat two teams they lost to during the regular mm-hmm. season, um, and I, I I think that's rare. I think that's rare. Not unprecedented, but rare. And I think a little another little bit of a statement about where this team is. Adjustments. Yeah. And how about? Yeah, uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a statement to the coaching for yeah. sure. How about the idea that Andy Reid has only beaten in the playoff teams from the AFC South? How about that? How about that Andy Reid has now doubled his career winnings against the Tennessee Titans? That's exactly win. right. Andy evened his record as a playoff coach. Yep, 14 and 14. 14, 14. 14. There we go. All sorts of Andy Reid trivia going on. Not here. showing off, not falling too far behind. <laughs> <laughs> teasing, teasing. So the question I guess we ask ourselves is uh, did we notice anything or, or anything about the celebration tonight that that leads you to believe that the Chiefs are satisfied with what happened here and uh, and they, they look at the Super Bowl as bonus time? Or I think everybody I talked to or heard from was talking about 
unfinished business and one more game. And Mahomes you talked about that yeah. as well. There was a lot of comments about that, but I did think that the celebration was worthy of the moment. It, it wasn't the past couple playoff games that we've seen where the focus is immediate on next week. I, I, I did think they enjoyed the moment tonight. And what's interesting is I believe that too, but I also believe it was sort of calibrated with the feeling of you know it's two weeks till that next game like and but i didn't feel like it was over the top either right i didn't feel like this was a team acting like there's no mountain left to climb right um i i think they're cognizant of that and what that all means in the end who who knows i mean the other squad's going to play too and you know have a lot of the same stuff going on but i just just feel like you've got tomorrow to think about the 49ers or, or the packers and obviously now we see it's the 49ers and when you make the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years, you deserve to, to celebrate. Yeah. And I don't think it means anything about ignoring what you have ahead. Yeah, I think that's right. The fact that they did it at home says a lot, Absolutely, too. You know, the, yeah. the fact that Lamar, excuse me, Clark Hunt held up the <laughs> Lamar Hunt trophy and said, this is for you guys, not us, but like the fans out there, you know, best fans in the world. It would be funny if he said this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Hardy says the pressure's off. Chiefs will bring it in the Super Bowl. I kind of kind of right. You know, the getting to the Super Bowl was the that was the pressure for the Chiefs. I, I think Andy Reid changes that though. I think the fact that, I think so too. that I feel like that. they're talking so much about Andy Reid, he's never won one 21 years. I, I think that adds some of the pressure back on the Chiefs mm. a little bit. Win one for the Gipper. Hmm. I do, th- but I do think you there's a little that? bit of that. I do know that. <laughs> okay, all right. That dynamics in play here, right? It, it's. And and team will be a reflection of Andy. I don't. I I think Andy will have prospered by his previous experience, and I think he's got he's got the quarterback he's never had before. Um, I, so I, I think all systems will be go. But um, but I think that does change the the the, the view of it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's a team that, despite being the best team the past two weeks, has not played well in the first quarter for the past couple of weeks. And, heck, we said this going into this game, like you mentioned, Blair, that we weren't sure they could come back if against this team if, if they got down. The, the, the 49ers are a really good football team. And I think playing as well as anybody has in the NFL all season, consistently when you look over what, yep. what's it been 18 games now, there's a reason they're the number one seed. In the NFC, the Chiefs have played a four seed and a six seed. This is the best team I think they're going to face for sure in the playoffs, if not all season. The thing that jumps out to me about the 49ers, remember when they were winning early? They were like, I think they were the last, the, the last undefeated team in the National Football League, and they had a lot of doubters. I know I wasn't sold on them. There were two Cause, signature cause the wins. Because the schedule at that point wasn't yeah. great. The two signature wins that really grabbed my attention, the one when they went to New Orleans and put up 40-plus points on then was a top-five defense. And then the beating Seattle. Yeah. That, those were huge. This is a good, almost said, almost cuss. This is a good team. It's after dark. Cussing yeah. is loud. All right, the 49ers are a good damn team. <laughs> um, someone asked uh, if we know. Sorry, who- kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not as bad as my Christmas night a few years ago. Um, someone asked if we know who the uh, home team is in the Super Bowl. I think it's the AFC team. It, it, it's I, the Chiefs, and that's why yeah. I guess they'll be staying. They'll be using the Dolphins facilities for either, either the AFC facility, yeah. factor or yeah. Okay, yeah. and I think that means they get to pick the uniform they I'll want to wear. wear. Red, yeah. yeah. Will it be the all red though? White on white. Go white. Throw it back. Look, Throw it back. You wear what you wore today. Agreed. You wear what you wore the, to win the two playoff games. What was Lamar Hunt's favorite uniform? I don't know. White on white, was it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was what they wore in the Super Bowl they won, not the one they lost. Google it. Favorite uniform, white on white. Okay. Well, that's something to... How many many people out there? I was going to say, Herbie's right. (laughs) 
nobody there's, ever has said yeah, that. You did the day? I did. You were right a few times today. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys. Uh, we, we got some more writing to do, and uh, we're going to get back to it. So I will. Um, uh, I will. Uh, we'll stop this. Um, stop the shenanigans, and uh, we'll get back to the uh, to the old uh, grindstone. And we really appreciate appreciate you guys joining us. Hey, give us a thumbs up or a heart or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, thumbs up. That would be nice. And uh, and give us a share. Also nice. We will be, I suspect, at Big O Tires on Thursday. Another week. Liberty. Another week. Liberty. <laughs> Liberty or legends. Is that what we want? Yeah, that's what we want. Liberty okay. or legends. Uh, I think Blair and I are, have been good with the location. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been good. Um, let's see. Um, okay. Very good. So for Vahe, for Herbie, for Sam, for Beth, who um, who's been terrific all year, and for Sam Mellinger, who we'll we'll see at uh, at Big O Tires this week. Um, good night, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars' award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. That'll do it for us. I hope you get a print edition of Monday's Kansas City Star. Those are always a cool keepsake after a big victory. Hey, links to our coverage can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com and the Red Zone Extra app. Thanks to Beth Welsh for producing the Facebook Live and to Derek Donovan and Randy Mason for putting together the podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday on Sports BKC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.